Hi, this is Wesley. This is Kashina. And we would like to welcome you to the Underground, the Underground Geek Shack. Geek Shack. Whew, it's been a while, buddy, hasn't it? Oh, definitely. Especially since we've had to do a Zoom edition of this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's obvious, but there are certain situations as to why I can't be physically present to do recording today. But... I still needed to do this recording. Yep. So we decided the best course of action would be through Zoom. Zoom, like the good old days. <laughs> like the good old days. Before before we continue going on, I feel like there's an important announcement that Wesley would like to make. Wesley, what was your greatest accomplishment within the last week? Well, the greatest accomplishment that I've had within this last week is that your boy has finally graduated. Yes! With his bachelor's degree. There we go. My boy's finally graduated. He is in the adult <laughs> world. I was like, when he told me, oh my gosh, I don't, I know that this is sidetracking, but when he told me that, hey, my my graduation is uh, next Friday, do you want to come? I was like, what? Next Friday? <laughs> You're that graduating? A, actually, that was a lot of people's responses. They were like, what? <laughs> I was like, I knew he was graduating, but I was like, oh my god, it's so soon. My boy's grown up so fast. <laughs> but yeah, sorry about that. I just wanted to put that announcement out there because I'm just, I'm so happy that you have finally graduated. Yeah, me too. Now I'm slowly putting out older episodes that you and me have done. So yeah. that's the only, videos are still going to be coming out the same. It's just all the audio that Kashina and Shane and the rest of us have put out. I've just been holding back on since I've been doing school. So those are slowly coming out. So if you guys hear us say, you know, we like the summertime, but it's too dark, it's too hot. That's the reason why. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I've just, oh uh, yeah. Cause it's been a while since we last recorded, you know, to, to put things in perspective, our last actual recording session was before October. Yeah. <laughs> with me and him, he's done recording sessions with, with everyone else, but uh, I, life has caught up to me <laughs> and I just have not been able to record and I'm, I am so happy to finally be back. Oh, it's good to have you back too. <laughs> but enough, enough with background information as to how this recording came to be. Let's go into the recording session. Okay. Hey, do you want to know something? What, buddy? You know, everyone can be a hero. I feel like that's been like the freaking statement for the last <laughs> three movies. I think so. so. For those of you who don't know, uh, the, today's episode is going to be about the latest My Hero Academia. Academia. <laughs> My Hero Academia. Academia. World Heroes Mission. I'm going to show you yeah. guys it right here. Look at it. <laughs> yeah, look at, look at him. Look at this dude. This dude was able to freaking... Go to the first showing. Yeah, you know what? How about you tell them how you got that manga, Wesley? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my brother and I, we went to the first showing, and we got this. And the first thing that the guy said at the ticket counter, he was like, whatever you do, do not open this up while you're in the movie, because it's going to spoil <laughs> it for you. And I was like, noted. I'm going to read this once I'm done with the movie. <laughs> he said, that's, the, like, that's the smart man. Smart man. <laughs> said duly noted <laughs> yeah i unfortunately was not lucky enough to go to the first showing i think when i eventually went to see the movie mm -hmm. it was it's been like a good like two weeks after it came out <laughs> but i mean you know it was still pretty good you know even though i didn't get you know i didn't get a fancy 
and get a fancy freaking manga with it, but it's fine. It's fine. I'm not upset. <laughs> so I think the important thing that we should both say is that we both watched the movie in dub. Yeah. So one, it's the it's the way that I've been watching the anime mm -hmm. is uh, is in dub, and I went to go see it with my with my now fiance. Yeah. We went and saw it because we both watched the anime in dub. However, he's a lot further than I am. So yeah, that's another thing I should say. I, uh, due to uh, situations with my life right now, I am still only on the end of season three. I know that there were spoilers in this movie. Well, not really spoilers, but character spoilers mm -hmm. for season four and five in this movie. But my knowledge as of right now uh, is just the end of season three and slightly into season four, but that's because of manga. Yeah. I just wanted to say that. What yeah. is your current status when it comes to the My Hero Academia movie? Already caught up to the manga, and I have already finished season five of the anime. So. Alrighty then. Alright. Wait, season five's finished? Yeah. Oh my, I need to freaking catch up. <laughs> I'm so behind. Yeah, oh season season five uh, finished up, but the one thing I will say is that you know how most times whenever My Hero Academia ends, it gives off the, you know, stay tuned for season four or whatever. Yeah, not with this one. What? Yeah. I, I was like, we're, we're just we're just not gonna show it. Okay. All right. You know what? I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to catch up and uh, find out why. I kind of I know we're we're not gonna talk about it a lot in this episode, but I know mm -hmm. that there's been slight controversy with the anime when it comes to the portrayal of the manga. That's like, only that's because uh, like for season five, it's only because like some of the arcs got switched around. So okay. All right. But yeah. It's don't just, worry. Something... I was I was I was a little bit heated going into this going into season five when they when i heard they were switching around two of the two of the major arcs and i was like you can't do this why are you doing this <laughs> oh no i feel like uh when i eventually uh catch up and i actually catch up in both manga and in the anime i'll mm -hmm. have more to say about this but for right now let's go back to hero to world heroes mission i'm gonna mess up the title <laughs> of this movie so much so um, let's start off with our positive thoughts of the movie. Um, I have to say, I, this was emotional. This was, first oh, off, yeah. this, this My Hero Academia, this movie was on a very, like, it was darker than what I'm used to. I know that My Hero Academia isn't always, like, bright. There are some dark undertones about it. Mm -hmm. But I feel like it's not, like, focused on it, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of on-screen deaths literally the way this movie op opens is you see the death of an entire city of people who have quirks because they released the um what is it the enactors or they released that gas that the, yeah to... yeah that, that green gas that was coming up from the sewers yeah and yeah. i was i was just so surprised that they were just like yeah you know what let's just kill a bunch of people on screen i was not ready for this yeah, I wasn't ready for it. And then, like, you also had people there who were like, oh, you are one of the chosen who was not affected by this. And I'm like, who are you people? Yeah, for them to go down a, a cult-like route with this mm -hmm. movie. Okay, so let's base this off of the movies that I've seen so far. I've only seen the second one. So, yeah. <laughs> um, 
comparing this back to the second one is just i don't know it just it didn't seem as dark it didn't seem as grand like yes the the villains were very evil but mm -hmm. they just did not seem as dark as humorized in this movie because look this mm, is what they yeah. tell you for them to just be like we're just going to annihilate the entire world to where only the pure humans are left over and my thing is like their leader had a quirk they had people in their cult who, who had, had quirks. quirks yeah and i'm like, like i'm like wait a minute wait a minute you're over here trying to eliminate people who have quirks that means half of the people in your in your cult are gonna get wiped out you yourself is gonna get wiped out actually you know what's funny it's funny because like um midway not midway but like towards the end during the fight against those who had quirks mm -hmm. um they said themselves we've been chosen by fleck turn uh and we were going to survive the purge and i was like oh either this is an empty promise or something is gonna happen if the plan was to follow through mm -hmm. to where they would be the last surviving ones but yeah i was just like this is so dark for my hero academia because you know these are students these are just students yep and we're just going to immediately throw them into very serious danger into this but then and again you also have we have not only students because this one encapsulated almost everyone we had students yeah. from class 1a class 1b we had actual pro heroes from around the world and i was freaking like salam i hate yep. salam <laughs> freaking let me just i'm flat as paper and let watch me run at super speed i was like i hate this man and salam we had big red dot and i'm like what in the world who are you people like it was so cool to see these but i don't know why just as soon as i saw salam on screen and i realized what his quirk was i was like i hate it i hate everything about this character this one character i hate him oh just, my god i just remember that like when my brother and i went to go see the movie right and you know like when they were showing off like all the different characters all the different people from class 1a how they were spread out you know all over the world and then i remember my brother and i we looked at each other and we were like wait a minute how are you only gonna leave two people in japan oh yeah and you know what i realized it wasn't all of class 1a either because yeah. i can't stop twinkling ayama wasn't there mm -hmm. um ida wasn't there either yeah there was like a few characters um no not the one with the tail he was still there yeah, he was Invisigirl. there Invisigirl was still there i do believe yeah she was there too yeah there was like i think like five students who ended up not going on the mission i'm just like so you're going to include everybody but not include everybody okay mm -hmm. i see how it is yeah yeah because like toward the end like during like the whole end credit scene you just see everyone walking back into the dorm and you're like where the heck were you guys? <laughs> Y'all guys were just here the whole time. Just chill it out. I see how it is. All right. But I'm um, getting back to the positives. So I like how they went with a darker tone. This was very unexpected. The um, action scenes were really good. Yeah, the action scenes were also really good. The animation, superb. Oh, yeah. Um, a couple of the music choices. I find yeah. okay. We're going to talk, talk more about that later. I know that's a gripe with you. <laughs> and uh let's see uh this was also a tearjerker true i cried a little bit towards the end there you're not wrong i i did cry too like oh there was ah uh, that ah uh, man freaking roadie and pino oh mm -hmm. no they don't die but it, yeah, it, oh, it yeah oh, it comes close to it and you're just like oh no are they gonna die oh no it was really really sad 
I was gripping onto my fiance's hand and I was like, I will cry. And then we also have Deku going 100% for the first time. Yes. Also, this was my uh, first official uh, exposure to Black Whip. Now, mm, I've, yeah. known about ba- I've known about Black Whip because of the fandom and the fan art that I've seen. Mm-hmm. So I was laughing as I was like, oh my god, <laughs> Deku is basically Spider-Man. Yep. I was yep. like, oh my god, this man is just Spider-Man. That's basically what all of us were saying when we when we learned he got Black Whip. We were like, oh, so he has now become Spider-Man. <laughs> he is now Spider-Man. But, like, this is my first exposure, and I really got to see some of the limits with, like, his new power. I know he has a little bit more in the manga. Yeah. But I have now encountered Air Force <laughs> <laughs> and Black Whip. Like, now I know more about it officially than mm-hmm. I do from, like, the fan stuff. Yeah. So, uh, I would say that is basically my positives when it comes to this movie. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to go into the negatives. Every everything has a flaw. And this movie, I will definitely say, is kind of one of the weaker movies out of the ones that I've seen so far. I would mm-hmm. have to say when it comes to bombastic action compared yeah. to the movies I've seen, and you could correct me, because you've actually seen all of the movies so far. But yeah. we compared it to the second movie. Okay. The second movie is more tense. Like, it's, first off, it's focused on all of Class 1A. Yeah, yeah. And it's strictly, like, the struggles of Class 1A in a true pro-hero situation. Like, it's a worst-case scenario for them, but you see how they were able to handle it without the help of any other pro-hero. Like, that is one thing that I really, really liked about it, was that you got to see them Mm -hmm. act like a true hero agency. And that is just one of my favorite things about it. Whereas, like, with this one, it's just like, yeah, we have a pro hero with us, so we're not going to act as much as a true hero as we want to be, because we are still limited to being looked after by a pro hero. And I'm like, why? Most of the time, Endeavor isn't even in frame. Yeah, and, you know... I, it's just, I mean, I get it. They, this is a world mission, you know, it's very important. They're dealing with a very dangerous group, a cult that is spread throughout the whole world. Mm-hmm. Humorize, they are a very, like, good cult. I could see, like, thinking about it, I can see this cult forming in this type of society. Yeah. People who are afraid of the quote unquote meta powers and their theory on how. It was like the quirk chaos theory. I can't exactly remember the name of it. It was the quirk doomsday theory. There we go. Thank you. The quirk doomsday theory. I can see how people can legitimately come up with an idea like that, where it's like these quirks, because you've even seen it in the manga, how the quirks Mm -hmm. are slowly but surely becoming more powerful to the point where some people do believe that it will become out of control. We've seen some of that already happen with some of the characters in in the show. First off, Shigaraki. Yeah. He can he can't really control like other than, you know, if he places all five fingers on you, that's when he starts using his disintegration power. He can't just turn it on and off. Ari, her power is to like kind of reverse time with the body, but she can't control it. She's unpredictable. It's very dangerous. You can revert back to a point where you're not even born. Like mm-hmm. she can't control how much she can use her powers yet and she's just a kid which is why you know that's why with airy now she has to go into training to at least learn how to control the power <laughs> in order for her not to lose control yeah so i can see how this power 
I mean, nah, how this power, how this cult could arise in a society like the one that's shown in My Hero Academia. That is a very legitimately realistic and realistic in air quotes. How this cult come to be? It wasn't one of those like, oh, we have to create an enemy. Let's just create this cult mm -hmm. without you know truly thinking about how it actually ties into the whole environment. But yeah, I like the cult. I love all that. And I understand why Class 1A kind of needed to be spread out. Mm. Like I said, it is a world mission. It's yeah. just, it was just, uh, it just seemed weaker. I did find it interesting, the fact that, you know, with, what was it, Humorized was the yeah. cult name? Like, yeah. I feel like it was interesting because even though you had people who had quirks side with, you know, this cult, you also had people who didn't have quirks still side with this cult yeah because like it was interesting because it's like oh you know like you had the police department and you're like oh they're a just police department you know they are gonna fight for what's right when in actuality they're actually corrupt because you got an inside yeah. man and you're like that, wow <laughs> that was the one thing that like really surprised me was when Deku got framed for murder and mm -hmm. i was like yeah what yeah because that was something that i was not expecting and then everyone's like what did you do and i was like what do you mean i didn't do anything like that was so so surprising also it was just i mean i understand that deku is like the the head honcho he is the main protagonist of the entire show mm -hmm. i totally get it but in the last movie each character really got to like shine in their own way they ought they got like the spotlight and I felt like it wasn't just centered. Like you had three main groups yeah. that um, Spotlight was really centered on. In this movie, it was just Deku. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how it was in the first movie. You can tell me how it was. I don't know if, if it was like shared Spotlight, like how it was in the second movie. Yeah, because like in the first one, like you got more of it. It was more centered around All Might and Deku. And then like toward the later half then class the rest of class 1a comes in well because like they come in overall like within the first couple minutes of the film but then yeah. like toward the later half they actually show off what they're actually because they're they're going up against another not another gang but like the actual the enemy's basically reinforcements and mm -hmm. you know you actually have the rest of class 1a show off what they can do and you're just like okay okay this is good. Bakfield pulling up with, you know, all of his howitzer impacts. And you're just like, okay, everyone's actually showing up and showing off what they can do. Yeah. Whereas, like, with the second one, you know, it's basically just all of Class 1A. You don't have any help besides them. Yeah. And, and then you, you really get to see all of them shine in their own ways. Even Mineta was helpful. I yeah. know. Surprise. <laughs> But like, you know, you really get a sense that like they all were able to share the spotlight in the second movie. Even though it was kind of mostly centered on Deku and Bakugo, it didn't feel as centered as it was in this third movie where it was literally just Deku for the entire for the majority of the movie and I understand why when it comes to the plot of the movie, it makes sense. But still, this, even when this, we this felt like the Bakugo, Shoto, and Deku show, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much, but we really didn't get to see much of Todoroki or Bakugo, Bakugo yeah. until the third act of the movie where they're going against Humorize at the base. Yeah. Like, just... yes, it was super epic and all, but 
I mean, in all honesty, this was the Midoriya and Rhodey show. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, can, one thing I also want to talk about is that, like, how is it that, like, Bakugo now knows how to work with computers now? Yeah. Also, yeah, there was a bunch of plot holes throughout this whole movie. First off, Bakugo's just instantly, like, okay, when's the last updated file? Like, yeah. wait, hold on. We never known you to, like, be working with computers. I know you're smart and all, but, like... Holy crap, dude! You just instantly like, all right, when's the last updated file? You got like, all these files, on. and then it's just and like, like There's a map we're on not here. gonna be I able know. to go through all this. What's the last updated file? And he's like, oh, found it. And I'm like, how? How did you find these? And what makes me laugh so hard is like, man, we gotta find a map of like the actual place with the bomb, and he finds it instantly. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, <laughs> I was lost. There was in a regular hotel room yep. with a ter- ter- terminal, and they're just instantly like found the, all the information we needed. What? <laughs> Copy that thing onto a flash drive, send it to everyone else, and I'm like, you know, it's not gonna send that quickly. You literally have 20 minutes until the bombs all go off, and you were just like instant. I was so bad. <laughs> I was like, okay. The last updated file, that makes sense. But yeah. the instant finding of that map makes no sense. <laughs> we all know it. You know it. I know it. That's a bunch of BS right there. How could they just pull this off? <laughs> and then like the- you got like some of the some of the like villains who showed up and then they just straight up disappear halfway That's through the fight. Get- and I'm That's like what I was about to get on to about. Like that one chick that had like the arrows and then she just yeah. disappears That's and great. you're like, what? Anime Hawkeye? Like, yep. are you kidding me? She, that's another thing that made me so mad because she disappeared midway through the movie and she never came back. I was mm-hmm. sitting there like, she's definitely going to come back for third act. She has to come back for third act. She is so important. And we see that she survives because you want to know why? She had a parachute. She parachuted yeah. away. And I was like, that's how I know she's going to come back. No, she doesn't. She's Why? like, well, he doesn't need me. I'm out of here. <laughs> he, she literally said, for uh, for humanity, and then she freaking falls off the helicopter, and we see a parachute open. She flies off screen, and I'm just like, all right, she's gonna come back for third act when like big things happen. No, mm-hmm. not at all. That made me so unbelievably upset because I'm just like, that's a, what is she gonna do if she shows up in the anime or in the manga? I mm-hmm. swear to everything in creation, I will just be so mad. I'll type Horikoshi in broken <laughs> Japanese, like, bro, what do you think you were doing with this chick? Yeah, because, like, when she says, you know, for humanity, because, like, wasn't that, like, when she was in the helicopter and yeah. the helicopter was about to explode, she jumps out and then, like, you just hear the explosion and then you're just like, oh, well, she did. But then you still see her moving with the freaking parachute and you're just like so she's not dead exactly oh that made me so upset bro (laughs) i was so mad i was so upset man you just don't know i was so mad at how that how they just pulled that off and you know nothing else was said about it Mm -hmm. not even end credits nothing happened in end credits there was no end credits the only end credit we got was the freaking reunion of seeing (laughs) i can't uh, see ayava freaking just spinning rapidly towards the group. <laughs> I, you just, oh, man, you just don't know how unbelievably upset. 
I am about that. But I know one thing that makes you unbelievably upset. I'm going to give the floor to you when it comes to this. The music choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the whole music choice. I did not like... Okay, look. When it came to the first movie, music choice, I was all right. Second movie, music choice, I was bopping to that mess. <laughs> <laughs> this third one, I was just like, uh-uh. Nope. Nope. I was... <laughs> It, it it literally almost put me to sleep, and I was like, "This is this ain't the right choice of music for this." I was like, "Now, if it was like something like like back in the second movie, I would have been like, okay, this is some good road trip music to go to." But nah, you came in with them low vocals, and I'm like, "What is this?" And what's funny, and you know, it's kind of weird because you know we watched it in dub, and. <laughs> The only time you saw subtitles <laughs> was <laughs> during the road trip because people were like, oh, we have to subtitle the song. So yep. you hear, sometimes you hear either Rhodey or Deku say something, but then you'll see subtitles above for mm -hmm. the song. It's a little bit of like a confusion, like a confusing mess. I can only imagine it was slightly even more confusing when it came to the Japanese sub or Japanese dub. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like with that one, like up top, you would have the song, you would at least have the song. And yeah. then under, and then like at the bottom of the screen, you'd probably have what they're saying to each other. But yeah, I, that was a, that was a little bit of a mess. Like I could only imagine watching the Japanese sub is like in comparison to Kingdom Hearts 3, mm -hmm. where we have the, you want to build a snowman? Dub oh, on top oh in, of, the, in the frozen world. Yeah. Yeah. On top of Anna speaking to Sora. Like, that's the best comparison I can make. That yep. audio noise is as difficult as what it would have been in the visual noise that you would have seen in the Japanese sub. Mm -hmm. So, I just don't know what they were doing. Yeah. I don't know what they were doing with that one either. Like, I don't know about this one, Chief. Like, I mean, I've seen plenty of, like, Japanese... That sounds stupid. I've seen plenty of anime. Yeah. Where... Think of like the ending of freaking Tokyo Ghoul, where mm -hmm. season one, where okay. he's fighting against Jason and you hear the intro playing in the background. Mm -hmm. We don't see subtitles uh -uh. For, for it. No, we just listen to it. Why didn't they do it with this? I understand that, you know, Japanese songs are Japanese mm -hmm. and, you know, some people are like, I wonder what they are saying. You can look up the lyrics later. I just want to watch my movie. Heck, that's what I do. I sit there and I'm like, you know, I mean, if it's a good song, then I'll go on YouTube, try to find the song, and make sure I put in lyrics in the search bar. But it's just like, you can, you have ways of finding out what the lyrics are. But like, yeah, yeah that was my yeah. only gripe. It was just like, this ain't the best choice of music for this. And I, and you know, maybe they did it because like, you know, they're just like, well, the song is very important for plot. If you know what the song means, you get mm -hmm. it, you get it. I understand, but I don't feel like the plot should entirely hinge on the song choice. Yeah, if that that's is true. the case, if I needed to know what the lyrics of the song was just so I could truly understand what was happening, I can use context clues. I'm I'm kind of a smart cookie. Yeah, I know what I'm doing. So yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I had to go on. I had to go on that tangent, but nah, um, you good. You good. <laughs> but no, I understood that this. This upsetted you more than it, like it upsets it upsets me when I think about it. But I understand that this upsetted you, you know, probably slightly more due to the fact that like my eyelids were real close to just shutting. And because <laughs> if I was if I if I, in all honesty if I went to sleep, 
I don't think I probably would have woken back up. Oh, jeez. Because, like, I remember my brother had went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, because I had to keep nudging him awake. And, like, but when it got to that final fight, you know, with Deku, Todoroki, and Bakugo going up against their separate villains. And, yeah. like, when Deku was going up against Flexion, like, I was, like, nudging my brother. I was like, yo, yo, he's doing it. <laughs> and my brother woke up. He was like, what? What's going on? And I'm like, my boy went 100%. And he was like, okay. I said, without a handicap. Dude, also, that was kind of funny when he went 100%. And I see all the fists coming. <laughs> yep. I was, I don't know why. I just laughed so hard at that point. Because you just see Deku go, <laughs> and then you just see three versions of him in a straight line. And we like, were, that also made me laugh. I was like, what is happening right like, now? Like, everyone in the movie theater that we were at was just dying of laughter. We were like, what is going on here? Deku has learned the power of multiplication. <laughs> he <laughs> he learned, has cloned himself. He learned multi-shadow clone jutsu. Oh my god, he is the next Naruto. <laughs> oh my lord, that's still... Oh. So, you know what? That's a great segue. Um, I'm trying to think what else... Before we go on to this segue, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of what else I could talk about before we get into the final fight. I mean, but... I guess one thing is is that, like, with Rhodey, I mean, it's interesting to see the fact that, like, he now has to take care of his siblings, and so he's trying to do everything he can to, yeah, that's... you know, to protect them. And yeah, then... that's another, like, dark side thing I like about this movie. We really get to see a character in deep, deep struggle. Yeah. <laughs> loses both of his parents. His mom died somehow. I can't yeah. remember exactly how they said. But his father gets uh, put into Humorizer and he's executed. Um, and no, he died somehow while working for Humorize. And yeah. Rhodey, you know, he was doing it, you know, for a certain reason, but it turns out um, he was still trying to find a way to counteract everything that Humorize was trying to do. Like, it's it's really sad seeing Rhodey, such a young kid, having to live such a dark life only because of certain situations like that. Mm -hmm. Oh my god. Oh, it hurt. Yeah. But man, I love I love Rhodey. He's adorable. And then when I found out what his quirk was, let me, also, one thing, just a little nitpick, and I know you, you laughed ahead, at me when ahead. I told you this. The whole time when I was like, does Rhodey have a quirk? And when, <laughs> when, when, when Deku asked that, and you know, it was three times it was asked before I found out what his quirk was, and twice was asked within five minutes of each other. And I was like, I just want to know what his quirk is. <laughs> And I'm like, Tito, the bird? The bird is his quirk? <laughs> and he's like, I can't lie. Tino shows my true intentions. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Still, though. Still. <laughs> I was so upset. I was like, I just want to know what his quirk is. I just want to know. For a moment, like, because, like, me and my brother, we were like, yeah, what the heck is his quirk? And he was like, yeah, it's Tino. And we were like, okay. In my mind, I thought it was going to be, like, Mahiro from the second film. And I yeah. was like, I was like, oh, maybe like you know, P you know, maybe like you know, can like transform into like a dragon or whatever. And I was like, yo, that would be an interesting type of quirk. And then I'm just like, granted, we already have a person who can do that, but I'm okay with it. And he's like, nope. no, he's like, nope, I can't lie. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. And, you know, it kind of goes back to what all the movies kind of, like, say, where anybody could become a hero. 
even with the most like simple quirk like his, mm-hmm. he still was able to become a hero that he used to dream of. Yeah. And I and I'm just like, okay, I can see that. And that's Deku's whole thing. His whole yeah. thing, whatever somebody is, anybody can become a hero. No matter what you are, no matter what you can do, even if you're quirkless, like what he used to be. Yeah. He, you can still become a hero. And I I I like that about Yodi. But so on to the final battle before we um, continue comparing this to the other movies and before we get on to our last topic of the day. Mm-hmm. So, the last flight, the last flight, the last right. flight, pop. I can't, <laughs> listen, I know my what nose. You were, I know what you were trying to say. <laughs> All right, so the last fight with Flecter. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, the fight with Todoroki and that other dude and Bakugo with the twins, with the mm-hmm. Blade twins, those yeah. were epic. But the fight with Fleck turn was a fight of the mind, and you really get to see a battle of ideals. Yeah. Where Deku is like, your your theory is wrong. It it you know, there's no scientific proof. But you know, you really get to see Fleck turn flex his intellect where he's like, have you noticed? Well, no, it's not said out loud, like, have you noticed how powerful quirks are becoming? Mm-hmm. If you think back to the kindergarten class that yeah. Bakugo and yeah. Todoroki had to entertain, mm-hmm. you really get you get to notice and you see the sense in what Flecturn is trying to present, where yeah. uh, quirks are get, are becoming so powerful to the point where it could literally destroy humanity. And you know, Deku's trying to you know say that you know it's not like that. You know, you're com- you're completely wrong. But, you know, you really get to think, like, is is he completely wrong? I mean, let's think about it in a more logistical sense. Mm-hmm. We've seen Ari, we've seen Shigaraki. Yeah. We've seen the kindergarten glass that Bakugo and Todoroki had to take care of. Mm-hmm. Is it truly wrong to think that quirks are becoming too powerful? I mean, let's look at Deku, for example. He has the mm-hmm. power of all for, not all for one, one, one for, for all. One for all, yeah. Yeah, one for all. I mean, he can still collect quirks and pass it on well he can't physically collect quirks himself but you know you basically have to pass on and the quirks are added onto each other what if that gets to the point where it's too uncontrollable mm-hmm. yeah, like so like, what do you it, it would get to a point where like the user of one for all wouldn't be able to pass it on to anyone else because if they did the quirk would be too what's the word i'm looking for like too i guess oversaturated would be a good term yeah. for it because like if you passed it to somebody else, that person wouldn't be able to learn how to use it. Their body would just break on impact, pretty much. Exactly. Also, who's to say that the next person that gets one for all doesn't become corrupted by it? Like, yeah. I think, I think there is like an arc in, like, I know about minor spoilers of like mm-hmm. current My Hero Academia, and just to warn you all right now. I'm gonna give off this minor spoiler only because I know it, but I don't know the details of it. Three, two, one. Deku leaves UA. I don't know for what reason, but he leaves UA, and I don't know if he becomes slightly villain for a second or if he's off on a journey to become more self-discovery of things like that. But I know eventually Class 1A, mm-hmm. or Class 2A at this point probably, has to kind of like go out and rescue him to bring him back to UA. That's my minor spoiler, I could be completely wrong because I already know Wesley knows the full extent of this. That's why he's laughing right now, because he knows that I could be completely wrong. But I was gonna say something, but I was just gonna I'm just gonna hold myself back. Cause okay, do you want me to to, to 
see if you're correct or not. Yeah, tell me, tell me if I'm correct. Okay, so you are correct in the fact that Deku does leave Yue. Uh, he does not turn villainous. Okay. Even though people start to think that he is a villain, even though he's still a hero, because he's still saving okay. people. And okay. yes, they st- well, they're still known as Class 1A at this current point, even though they are now second years. But yeah, they do go and rescue Deku, so. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. Alright, cool. So he doesn't become villainous, but let's say in... Let's say, like, you know, in- if somebody else was to hypothetically take hold of one for all, and they had other intentions instead of using it for good, they used it for evil. Exactly. Uh, yeah. With the way that One for All is right now, you could rule, one, you can rule all of, you know, the world, because that's a very powerful quirk. Mm-hmm. And two, you could just pass it on to somebody else with an even powerful quirk and just make it ultra more powerful. Like, yeah. I know the point of One for All is to amplify the quirks that's already been given to you, plus you get the added benefits of the quirks that's been added on previously. Mm-hmm. It's just, you you think in the minds of Flecturn, you hear his theory, you, he, you see what he is seeing, and in a way that I think, you know, he's right. There is, there is going to become a point where the quirks probably become too powerful. But can and, we also talk about his backstory, though? Oh, yeah, his backstory made me so sad. That so was his just, quirk... Yeah, yeah, go on, go on. I was going to say, I was going to explain to the audience real quick. Um, His quirk is basically reflection. Haha, funny story. You know, flecturn, flexion. Ah, it makes sense now. If you played Ace Attorney, it all, it all comes together. <laughs> April, May. <laughs> Windbag. Okay, anyway. So... <laughs> Sorry, I just <laughs> thought about that real quick. But no, so Flecturn, his um his quirk is reflection. And it's kind of like a Shigaraki situation where he can't turn it off. Yeah. And so it's so, like anything that he comes in contact with instantly gets reflected. Like he like he said he's never felt the touch of another person. He's never felt love because he reflects them. He couldn't even take out his own life because his quirk won't let him die. Yeah. Other than old age, he can't die. Yeah. So, I, and it kind of made me sad because it, I see it as a Shigaraki situation where this is something that he didn't ask for. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's something that has kind of been forced upon him. And he feels like quirks are a curse upon humanity because his quirk is a curse. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, I can see why he wants to eliminate it all because he feels like he's curing the world of the cursed quirk. Because throughout all of the show, or throughout mm-hmm. most of the show, you've seen quirks that are helpful, yeah. like um, Kirishima, mm-hmm. where he can turn himself into rock, and you can see that as a protection quirk. But again, he has control over that. Yeah, uh, Momo, she can create. In on inanimate objects out of thin air as long as she knows, not out of thin air from her own body as long as she kind of knows how to make it Yeah. and you know, you can see that as something helpful, even Aizawa, he knows how oh, to yeah. turn off other people's quirks just by looking at them which is you really helpful see... to him and not only to him, but also to other people as well yeah, you can see how that is helpful but then you have to think about the cursed quirks as well 
overhaul. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like a cursed quirk, but he has control over that. Shigaraki yeah. has semi-control over his quirk. Ari has not really all that much control think over like her Think about Toga, quirk. you also got twice you can think about. Dobby, you can also think about too. Yeah, Invisigirl, you can also yep. think about. Like, you, you, you can see the benefits of quirks, but you can also see the downfalls of quirks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, like I said, I see this through Fleck Turn's uh, point of view, but you can also kind of see it through Deku's. Now, you know, this is a personal question I would like to ask for you. Whose ideals do you agree with? Like, in terms of Fleck Turn and Deku, or? Yeah, in terms of Fleck, uh, Fleck, Fleck do, Fleck do. <laughs> <laughs> In you terms just fuse of fu- them together? <laughs> Fusion? Ha! <laughs> but no, in terms of those two, the fight Someone of ideals. Someone needs to make fan art of that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, in terms of Flecturn and Deku. Because, hmm. like, I can see it from Flecturn's point of view, where it's like, because, like, if your quirk is a curse, then you start to believe all quirks are a curse. Yes. And whereas, like, with Deku, he's like, no, quirks are a blessing because mm-hmm. they can, even though you, like, like let's say, in, you know, in the case of Aerie, like, you know, she has this quirk that can rewind people, but to her, she's like, I don't want this. Why am I born with this? Whereas yeah. Deku would be like, oh, you know, your quirk is like mine. We have to work at it, you know, to basically not basically what's the word i'm looking for basically give enough input to at least have an output if yeah. that makes sense yeah no, that makes i get sense. you <laughs> like you train with it enough to where you know how to use it and how to yeah. apply it to become you know whereas like with flecturn it just key it, it basically what i was getting from flecturn is that hey i didn't know how to train my quirk nobody taught me how to train my quirk to where i can use it you know, without hurting others. So he just let it run amok, and then he's just like, yeah, I never knew, you know, the touch of another person. I never knew this. I never knew that. And I'm like, isn't that on you, though? Because Yeah, I feel like this is more of a you problem. Yeah. (laughs) So that last fight, you know, I really liked because you get to see the ideals, and you get to see the sort of, like, darker undertones of the My Hero Academia universe, where some quirks are just you know they're just kind of cursed and you know should is humanity better off killing all the other quirk users just to have humanity go back to being normal Mm, yeah yeah but um so let's continue on because i know that this recording is kind of going off um a little bit further than expected but so the ending i liked you know uh Rhodey becomes the hero that he wants to become and I like I said I cried because I thought he was gonna die. I was so yeah. mad because you see you see Pino kind of disappearing slightly and I was like no my boy better not die it was like, funny because like during the whole fight scene between Deku and Flecter me and my brother were like man it is sure taking him a long time to get down them stairs. No oh man oh I was so sad dude because like we were like D and I, we were like, yeah, you know, you got this, you got this. And then the entire time the camera just stayed on Rudy. And we're like, okay, dude, hurry it up. We know you're bleeding, but hurry it up. <laughs> we know you're bleeding, but come on, man. We got we got we got a show to go. We got a show to do. Oh my like, God. pick up the pace. So I'm going to save my next question 
for uh, an entirely new episode because I feel like uh, I'll, I'll let I'll say the last question, but we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna base the whole episode on it. Okay. Um, the the canon this canon status of the movies when it comes to the actual anime. I want to make a whole episode on this because I feel like there's a lot to talk about and how it runs into the timeline of everything. But mm-hmm. I already know that you've told me that Horikoshi said that this movie is canon within the My Hero Academia universe when it comes to the anime and or the manga. Mm-hmm. Now, my discussion with you, once I actually catch up with the anime and the manga and watched all the movies, mm-hmm. is how this actually goes into the timeline. Like I said, that's a whole entirely different episode on its own. Oh, definitely. Do, yeah. I, do I agree with this? Because my, my one thing is, like, and I will talk about it in the episode, but I mean... I guess, yeah, sure, you can say it's canon, but it's not as canon as, let's say, Mugen Train from Demon Slayer, mm-hmm. where that legitimately is canon, because mm-hmm. you can't continue on to season two without watching Mugen Train. Yeah. Whereas, with these movies, you can watch, you could possibly watch all and read all of My Hero Academia without ever watching these movies and still be perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But that's my take on it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, that's yeah. We're, we're definitely gonna time. save that for for another time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I guess to end off on a more happier note, uh, your favorite scene. I can tell you my favorite scene, and it's because I hate the character. <laughs> <laughs> but you go on with your favorite scene. Okay, so here's the thing, right? Yeah, I think my favorite scene because. It, it's the fight between Bakugo and the Blade Twins. Yeah. But the thing I like about it is the fact that they reintroduce Trigger. Okay, yeah. Because the last Cause, we cause... saw of Trigger was with Overhaul arc. Yeah. And, like, you know, you heard about it with Fat Gum and, you know, and Sun Eater and with Kirishima. But it's like, you never actually knew what did Trigger look like. Yeah. And so I was just like, oh, they're reusing Trigger. And I'm like, oh, snap, that's what Trigger actually looks like. <laughs> I also think to myself, what would happen if a hero was to use Trigger? Oh, it would be devastating. <laughs> Let's see, my favorite scene, and it's only because I hate it so much, mm-hmm. is when Kirishima and uh, Tetsu was running down the street because they were looking for the bomb. And you see Salam saying, don't worry, boys, I'll scout ahead. And you see him <laughs> turn flat and it's just, just like, I hate everything about it. Him just whizzing through traffic. Salam's quirk, I like it, but I hate it at the same time. It's so stupid. Why is he dressed up like an ancient Egyptian? Because he's from Egypt. I know, <laughs> but why? What was his parents like? What were their quirks to create a flat kid? <laughs> Like, that's my favorite scene. It's only because I'm putting too much logic into Salam's birth. Probably. <laughs> but, uh, I just also, like, my other favorite scene is just, uh, Rhodey finally getting a job. And he's like, oh, huh. yeah. And he's yeah. like, huh, I guess I'll have to deal with that. But then you see Pino just r- jumping up and down and joy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Rhodey is so happy, and I'm so happy for him. It's such yeah. a wholesome scene, and I love it. Yeah. I think that's also one of my favorite scenes, is like... Well, because I like that one, and then there's also the one when, you, when uh, Rhodey actually goes back to meet Deku at the airport, and... Oh my god. He's just like, make sure you stay in your own country next time. I was like, dang! I was like, oof. Oof. <laughs> Alrighty. I'm gonna let you go. 
you know, we have to we have to end this call one yep. because we're running a little bit over on time. But yeah, uh, thank you for inviting me back. I know it's been a while, and I can't wait to come back to the next episode. No problem. All well, right. guys, that's that. We're basically just gonna end it. So yeah, <laughs> thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed your visit too. The underground, the underground geek shack. Bye, guys. Bye guys.